0: Y'all know what settles on battles, <laughs> don't you? Pumpkin head. Pumpkin head. Y'all stop! There ain't no pumpkin head. What about old Mr. Foley? Hello,
1: ghouls and goblins, and welcome back to another Halloween episode of Robots Don't Age. Of course, I'm here, your beautifully bearded co-host, Cody. And with me, as per usual, is the dog master, CJ. CJ, how are you, sir?
0: Hey, how are you douchebags doing?
1: Hey, how's you doing?
0: Good day to use.
1: No, a good day to use.
0: To use.
1: Uh, CJ, what have yous been up to?
0: Eyes has been up to playing some phasmophobia, mostly because I had a big Halloween update. Yeah, I've
1: done a little bit of that so far. Only the two pumpkins. I haven't really, or jack o' lanterns. I haven't been back online since.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, of course, like the lobby has a couple of jump scares, but um, it's mostly just for a badge and the little id card for it but you know it's just something fun to do and it I actually talked someone else into doing a two-man run on asylum and they almost got me killed twice being <laughs> the time um, i came i told them they're like uh i'm gonna watch the monitors i said okay let me know when the activity spikes oh no <laughs> and naturally both times the hunt started he was dead ass quiet looking at the <laughs> monitor going oh there's no orbs
1: oh my god like,
0: acti- i wanted to come over to the mic and be like activity but you know i was hiding
1: yeah, but, yeah, of course. Wow, what a what real dickhead energy on their part.
0: Oh well, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I
1: feel like I know who that is. But anyways, yeah,
0: because he was always AFK mm-hmm. um, during a hunt. Don't do that, children. If you got an AFK, that's fine. But
1: yeah, go in the van. It. Let everyone know that you're not going to be looking and available, so they have an idea of what's going on.
0: So yeah, just mostly been. Um, On Phasmophobia, as well as... Every now and then I'll pop in GTA V, but, you know.
1: Yeah, we've done some of the Halloween stuff.
0: A little bit of it. Uh, Played a few rounds of Starship Troopers Extermination again. They had a few cool updates to it. Nothing ground-shattering, but it's still one of the more fun wave shooters out there. And if you're a fan of the source material, Starship Troopers, why not?
1: I'm not familiar with Starship Troopers, but actually sounds like a very enjoyable game, regardless. Like, a wave shooter, is it free? Can you you put haven't... It's
0: it's not free. Uh, you haven't seen Starship Troopers? I have
1: not. What the fuck?
0: Well, there's another future episode in mind there. Okay. You, would you like to know more?
1: Go on, sir. Tell me a little bit about Starship Troopers. movie.
0: It's a bit from the movie. Would you like to know more? Uh, okay. Well, I'll just briefly wrap it up for you, then, and then that'll wrap up what I've been up to.
1: Okay.
0: Uh, so, Starship Troopers is basically this uh, anti—I call it an anti-war movie because anything that makes a war look ugly and bad, obviously, anti-war. So, it's an anti-war movie that follows these three friends that start out in high school, um, and it, they live in this society where it's like uh, instead of the United States, it's the United the united earth i guess so like you got these like white upper middle class people in buenos Aires, which Hmm. this movie starts off at as buenos Aires, which looks freaking
1: an odd amount of germans in argentina
0: yeah well (laughs) sort of but uh this one just seems to be like america just sort of is the thing worldwide anyway they all decide we want to be good citizens to earth so to be a good citizen to Earth, and this is like shit the school system pumps in their head, you've got to join the military. So they oh, all no. take their military <laughs> aptitude test, and they hope they're going to all three stay together, but they all three go off into different fields. We have Neil Patrick Harris's character who goes off into the telekinesis sort of CIA uh, field, and which is they're kind of weird because they dress just like the Gestapo hmm Which is off-putting, yeah, but wonder if they're whole, trying to send some sort of
1: message so far.
0: <laughs> maybe, but their whole shtick is like they can read your mind because they all have these sort of tele-telepathic uh, powers, and um, you know they're very big in the secrets. The other one is the they call it, I think, Starfleet, and that's like their air force slash space force. They're the ones who drive the spaceships, like do the bombardments, the troop transfers. Okay, and, and then we finally come to the ground troops. Which are, you know, if you obviously scored the lowest, that's where you'll go. And that's where our star goes, played by Casper Van Dien. And it's a very cool, very cool movie that um, you get to follow this sort of campaign of fighting these bugs that may or may not have sent an asteroid to Buenos Aires and destroyed it. Oh, no. Buenos Aires. I'm from Buenos Aires and I say kill them all. But no, it's a classic. (laughs) It's it's highly entertaining the whole way through. It shits on the idea of war as it should, and it's got just some just very memorable moments and quotes. I think, I am, I think you'd have fun with it. I've heard also a lot about it. Do you remember Pet Cemetery 2?
1: Yeah. Uh, wait, I don't think I've seen 2.
0: It has... I think it's 2. It has a... Uh, Pet Cemetery 2 has the uh, young boy whose mother was dead, so he lives with his dad in this town, and he also has this chubby best friend who lives with his mom and his stepdad. His stepdad's the... Uh, Local sheriff and an abusive asshole, but anyway. Uh, no. Not familiar to you? You clearly a have sheriff. No. no. Well, you know, there's actually a half decent sheriff in one of these movies these days that we'll talk to later. Yeah. About. Uh
1: we forgot to mention actually up top, we're going to be discussing the first two Pumpkinhead movies.
0: Yes, Pumpkinhead and Pumpkinhead Two: Blood Wings, which Wh- doesn't sound at all like eating. You know, vagina on its period. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the thing hear
1: I hear got it. with that extra title. I'm like, huh, they really went for it on that one. I'm not sure if like, it meant
0: that back then, but maybe. Ugh, oh, oh, fucking yeah.
1: boomers and their stupid
0: little prissy, prudish... I mean, it's gross, <laughs> let's be
1: honest. I was trying to do a bit,
0: but it's bad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, that basically wraps it up for me. But uh, I just want to throw in again, we should we should cover Starship Troopers. It has some some nice space and robot stuff in it.
1: Uh, I'm down, because next month we're going to be doing a Nostalgic November thing, and Keanu already has her pick, so we could do Starship Troopers, if that's something yeah. kind of from your childhood,
0: probably. Uh, it's not, but, I mean, well, I've, see, I think I no, seen it when I was a it. kid.
1: <laughs> nah, sure. it's fine, it probably works.
0: Yeah. I, if you're talking about movies from when I was a kid, man, that's a, I can't pick one. I, well, I mean,
1: Keanu, for example, hers is going to be NeverEnding Story, which we're going to cover, and I've never mm-hmm. actually seen. So, uh, oh, wow. whatever. yeah, I didn't have a childhood.
0: Most people only remember the horse scene. And if you know, you know,
1: oh God, that's what that's from. Fuck. Yeah.
0: me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> See, most people know the horse scene cause they've seen references to it. Yeah. Different things like robot chicken had a great parody of it. Uh, I mean, it's
1: still yeah. like a memed thing. I saw one just the other day <laughs> on Facebook where it's like the kids in one like planter for a, the house plant and the horses in the other. And mm. I'm like, why the fuck would you want that as a decoration?
0: There was a another sad one from back then. Um, had to do it, kids? But I think it was called My Girl, if I'm not mistaken. And I don't think it. I know it. Yeah, has a little bit of a sadness to it, but yeah. Hmm. So we cover plenty of sad movies. So, uh, but what a, what a, what a, what a, what, a, what have you been up to, Sarah?
1: Okay, CJ. So Spider-Man Two came out on the PS5, and I played quite a bit of that. Mm-hmm. Um, a small spoiler for people who don't know, but Venom is the big bad guy, ultimately, in this one. And, therefore, you kind of have, like, the symbiote family. Um, I'm not, I'm not done with the game yet, but the I fought... The whole family? Well, there's definitely Venom, um, it hinted at Carnage, so far. I think it's gonna be, like, that's gonna be the next game, that's but I've... S... Mm. Yeah, I've seen, like, the, the vial and the symbiote and being contained. And then I fought, uh, Scream, which is another one of Venom's little children. And uh, the game's okay. great. I love it. It's fantastic. I know not everyone has a PS5. I'm very lucky to have one, thanks to my wife. But, yeah, the game's been really good.
0: So, I am I, I mean, there's been a, a, a bit of slew of Spider-Man games these days, it seems like. So, I thought one of them followed Miles Morales.
1: Yeah, that was uh, kind of Spider-Man 1.5. Hmm. And in this one, you can play as either or for most of it. Like, the I free-roaming... Miles. Oh, Miles is great. I mean... Yeah,
0: and he has Peter... way cooler powers <laughs> easily than Peter.
1: Definitely. I mean, Peter Parker, obviously, like, we grew up before Miles was around, but I think for me it was like, oh, Miles is a different type of Spider-Man to see. He had a different origin story. It wasn't, like, the same old copy-paste. Oh, shit, Uncle Ben's down. We've seen mm-hmm. that before plenty of times. So it was nice to get, like, a refreshing take. His powers were different. He could go invisible. Like, cool shit like that.
0: Yeah, plus he has has a cooler arc uh, that they tend to do with his uncle as the Prowler.
1: Oh, yeah, that's definitely prevalent in the Miles Morales game. And in this one, I mean, there are, like, sorry?
0: I was saying it should be.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, no, in this one there's, like, story missions where you have to be one or the other. But for the most part, like, Free Roam, the side quest, you can be either Spider-Man. And when I play as Miles Morales, I usually go with a bodega cat outfit. So it's, like, him in a basic, you know, hoodie mask, but then you have a cat in your backpack who's just chilling out. He has a Spider-Man mask on him, too, and that's the cat that you saved from uh, the Miles yeah. Morales game. Yeah, Spider-Cat. Uh, it's great. Tickle Me Pink. It's a fantastic game. I haven't beaten it yet, but so far, believe the hype.
0: So, were there um, any other like classic Spider-Man villains besides Venom that you've seen?
1: Let's see. We've had Sandman, um, Scorpion, Craven.
0: Okay, okay. I'm trying
1: to think. Uh, Scorpion,
0: just... I don't, that's interesting.
1: Well, yeah, I'm not going to get too into it, but yeah, there's, um, the basic premise of the start of it is that Craven is tired of, like, just bumping off the basic people that he's been hunting, like, no one's challenged to me, and then his team brings him, like, hey, here's some fucked up shit going on in New York with all these superheroes and supervillains, you want to hunt them? And Craven brings a whole private army, like, fuck yeah, let's do it.
0: I wonder if the original intention wasn't to tie in the game release with the re- movie release of Craven the Hunter.
1: Huh, are they doing... Oh, yeah, they were no, doing that.
0: They got Aaron Taylor Johnson of Kick-Ass fame slash Quicksilver fame playing him.
1: Oh, well... It's that, not going
0: to confuse hmm. anyone.
1: That will be interesting.
0: Yes. i always huh. been sad they didn't bring back his version of Quicksilver, but if he's coming back, then, you know, he's coming back. I'm happy. Yeah.
1: Oh, wait, are you talking about the one from the Marvel Universe? Yep. Oh, okay, yeah. No, I was thinking about the other one from the and X-Men.
0: And I believe they're bringing uh, this Kraven to uh the Spider-Man Sony-verse. Venom-verse, I guess they're calling it.
1: Oh, hmm. okay, sure, sure. Why not? Fuck it.
0: <laughs> Who knows? Right now, uh, Sony seems to have two different universes under their control. They have the Tom Hardy Venom-verse and then the MCU Spider-Verse.
1: But, I mean, oh. not to spoil the end of Venom 2, but I'm sure you've seen it, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah,
1: he ends up going to the Marvel Universe.
0: Yeah, it was extremely brief.
1: Yeah, for whatever reason, the symbiote's like, I really want to cover that boy's body. And then, for some reason, Tom Hardy's not like, what the fuck are you talking about?
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, well, because I'm a Marvel nerd, and to get even more spoilery, they further expanded on that in, uh, The second, and another, I think it was another Spider-Man movie, it shows Tom Hardy in the bar sort of like talking to a bartender like, there's a dude in an iron suit and there's this and there's that. Let me Uh. go talk to them. And then Venom gets teleported back to his own universe. But at the end, it shows a little tiny black splotch on the table. Jesus
1: Christ, what are they doing?
0: Who fucking knows, right? They don't know. No, the MCU hasn't really been interesting since... Uh, Robert Downey Jr.'s character died.
1: Yeah, it's kind of hard to beat the Thanos arc that they had. I enjoyed the shows for a bit, but they didn't really do anything past like, "All right, that's kind of a new character, cool."
0: That's interesting. That's yeah, about I all I've even,
1: cared about with the new Marvel stuff. But anyway, it's cool
0: that they threw in some like classic Spider-Man villains and Spider in the Spider-Man Two video game, though. Because Scorpion's one that I doesn't get a lot of love because he's very much in league with like, um, the the Rhino like oh, their original yeah. designs were so, and vulture their original designs look so stupid
1: <laughs> <laughs> i mean that's
0: if you've have you ever seen the original vulture design it looks like a dude in a literal halloween vulture costume yeah it's...
1: i imagine him having some sort of like kite-esque
0: back flaps to like fly oh it's even it's even more beautiful man it's a guy huh. in a in a full-on like wing like a like a feathered wing it, he's dressed like a bird i don't like even uh, the rhino indeed, look, you stupid bird the Rhino looks like he's a mascot, and so did Scorpion. They just had the dumbest look back in the day when they came out, but it's nice to see that the, uh, them give more love to him. Yeah, I mean, there's I, a lot going on. I was interested in seeing what they'd do at the Rhino, because they teased him in the Andrew Garfield, The Amazing Spider-Man 2 movie. Yeah. I think he was played by Paul Giamatti, which wow. I'd be okay with.
1: I mean, Paul Giamatti can do pretty much anything that yeah. I, wouldn't, I, I wouldn't be upset.
0: Like, our generation grew up seeing that beautiful man's face.
1: What really, like, honestly, I I know I've seen him in a lot of things, but what I appreciated was him in a, the John Dies at the End movie.
0: Oh, yeah. Giamatti, you had him any role, he'll knock that shit out of the park, it seems like. Yeah. I mean, I know. the best part of uh, the Jim Carrey <laughs> oh. movie. Which Jim Carrey movie? Man on the Moon. Um, it's a documentary, it's sort of a biopic of late comedian Andy Kaufman, but Paul Giamatti does an amazing job and actually oh, yeah, he, he holds his own in scenes against jim carrey
1: okay okay
0: i, I do want to remind you something about this is jim carrey was so obnoxious during the shooting that he insisted that he was possessed by the spirit of the actual andy kaufman oh i
1: fucking know that's one of the things okay. that annoys me about jim carrey yeah. is that he really held on to that even after filming for a while it's
0: it's like you're a douche man
1: J- you, there's method acting there's just being a dickhead for this yeah of your life
0: and then you like go to the man's family and be like i'm i am your dead son and stuff like that someone much. hit him in the balls
1: real quick just tap
0: <laughs> yeah it's like uh, and then you know you watch it you compare it to the source and you're like he's close but also he's just jim carrey like yeah jim
1: it. calm down jim carrey like <laughs> he's very
0: animated and uh, and stuff in ways that andy kaufman just wasn't andy kaufman mm. more leaned on the fact that he looked like an average dude and he was awkward okay So those were his two biggest strengths, and I'll say Jim Carrey does look fairly average and is awkward, but he's also got this, like, goofy, like, larger-than-life thing about him he likes to do, so. Yeah, Yeah,
1: I mean, it's kind of hard to disassociate certain actors from roles, and Jim Carrey's definitely one of them.
0: So, anything else outside of Spider-Man 2?
1: Yeah, uh, sorry, so UFC 5, that one came out Mm -hmm. pretty recently. Mm -hmm. And I know with like sports games a lot of people are like wow they could just release one every year it's not really the same they or it's mostly the same they just kind of update small things. Um I checked UFC 4 came out about 3 years ago. This one uses the Frostbite engine. Um, it's a you know different engine than the last time. The damage is updated. I've been having a blast with it and just mm-hmm. like with UFC 4 I put in well over 500 hours and I don't know what I'm at right now but I'd venture at about 20 or so probably. And I, uh, I even spent the extra money so I could get the game for early access, because it came out on my day off that way, and I could invest a bunch of time playing it.
0: You know, I still maintain that if they took uh, engine the engine sort of like that one, and made a fighting game sort of in with the idea of like a Tekken, or like the Mortal Kombat 3D era games, where it was like legit martial arts styles going one-on-one instead of MMA, I think that'd be an awesome-ass game. Because yeah, there are... in these UFC games, when you pull off, you know, um, a roundhouse in UFC for instance, it looks janky as fuck, yep, but it feels so satisfying when it connects.
1: I was going to say the animations are bad, the camera like not bad, but there are times where if you like complicate a combo, I actually had the other uh, opponent T-pose for a brief second because I would hit them a certain way and then their character just t <laughs> Um the camera's fucked up. Like, oh, I was wow. grappling on the ground, and at one point, it started to go above the octagon, and I could not control it. Like, it was just... Moving <laughs> away. I took a clip of that and saved it. Grappling um,
0: in UFC games always felt more randomized than anything. Like, they tell you how to do it, but I swear to God, that's not how you do it.
1: It's better in this one, It's at okay. least a little bit more quick than UFC 4. A little more fast-paced and everything, and a lot more to do, but, you I know, like- it's
0: undisputed, the undisputed games kind of, in my opinion, they already nailed it. I don't know why they deviated from that sort of... It seems to have gotten wonkier in places, but other places, like when hits connect, they seem to, like, have some force now. But I haven't seen the latest UFC.
1: They've definitely upgraded the damage. Uh, There's now stoppages, which I've not been able to get yet, and I've really tried to, like, hit one spot, get elbows, cut them, but I just end up knocking them out before the doctor steps in.
0: You know that's why you gotta hide. Uh, you gotta hide some thumbtacks in the knuckles of your, of your gloves. You Go
1: know? real old school.
0: Yeah, with some. He's got bricks in his glove, Raph.
1: Hey, he's I gotta, gotta bring my, my pants there. too.
0: Oh, <laughs> he's got a mouse in his trousers and a brick in his glove, kid. See? Nah. Yeah, trying. Yeah. Hey nah, he's trying to rip us off. See, we're gonna have well. to rip <laughs> his off.
1: Nah. Um. Other than that, the last thing was a Yeah, I finished Spawn Compendium four. Nice. Which uh, was up to episode, or not episode, issue 200. And I finished that one, and my wife got me a compendium 5 for my birthday, so I will be working my way through that starting tomorrow.
0: And for those of you who don't know, compendium is a great word. Continue. Yeah.
1: Well, it's just a giant collection of like, it's 50 issues of Pop response. a great word. So, each compendium has about 50 issues. I'm going to use that more often. Yeah. It's going
0: to officially replace the word compilation for me. You
1: mean Compilation?
0: compilation
1: compilation there you go comp That's so hard i mean uh, something's gonna be hard if you keep up that mouth uh,
0: when, if you keep saying compilation
1: uh, then... <laughs> okay
0: hey, So if, without... people, if people are allowed to walk this earth and say the and say the word cement like cement I'm allowed to say uh, compilation. If people are going to give me shit
1: because I've never had to say caramel or caramel out loud and I had to Carmel. think about like how to pronounce it, fuck you, all right? It's Carmel. not a word I say. It doesn't matter. That's the whole issue. Like, oh, I can't believe you can say it that way. It's like, fuck you. Yeah. There's two different accepted ways to say this one word. I've never had to think about it. At least
0: you're not the type of person to call every soda pop ever a Coke.
1: Oh, God. What are we, Texans? Mm,
0: yeah, That's right, Texas. I in Alabama, and it was off-putting. I, I was working in a... Huddle House, I mean, I was a short order cook, but you also will take orders sometimes to help the wait staff out. And for those of you who don't know, a Huddle House is basically a Waffle House, but the food is, the menu is a bit more expansive. That's it. Oh. That's the only difference. Like, you can get last, I don't know, I haven't been to a Waffle House in a long time, but last time I've been to a Huddle House, they had milkshakes, like hand serve. you know, they scoop out the ice cream yeah. and make it there. Uh, anyway, but you know, it's basically a Waffle House, so I was taking this person's order. And I asked them, what do you like to drink? They're like, Coke. I'm like, what kind of Coke? Or no, uh, I asked them, would they like a soft drink? And they're like, yes. I said, all right. Now, which one would you like? Coke. I get them a Coke and come back. And they're like, I wanted Mountain Dew. Fucker, that's not how words work. You said Coke, sir. Oh, no, I meant like, you know, a soft drink. A soda pop. Bitch. <laughs> Coke, Coke
1: is a soda pop, that is a soft drink.
0: I don't know, I always go calling it pop, but that's because my mom's, you know, from Chicago. Well,
1: like, either or, like, soda, pop, whatever, like, it's a still a soft drink. Yeah. And if you called Coke, like, Coke, Coke is very a soft specific. drink. that's very specific. That is a brand name, you fucking idiot. Exactly. Anyways.
0: It- exactly. So.
1: Got real cut up there on the uh, the whole thing about Cokes.
0: So, you, you, you beat a compend, a compilation...
1: Yeah, I finished the compendium of Spawn Volume 4, which is up to issue 200. Spawn
0: job compendium?
1: And the next uh, 50 issues are sitting immediately to my left, so I'm going to get started on that tomorrow. Uh-huh. But, oh. CJ, that is all I have. So if you're ready, you want to grab your shovel, we can go out back, dig up a grave, see about finding a little body. And once we come back from our commercial break, uh, maybe see about resurrecting a pumpkin head for some revenge.
0: Yeah, we could pour some hot sauce on it and see what happens.
1: Yeah, maybe just, like, fucking hit an old lady and knock her bitch ass out.
0: set her house on fire.
1: Yeah, fuck her. What has she ever done for anyone?
0: Not much. We'll be back after this.
1: All right, CJ, I don't know about you, man, but I'm done digging up the grave. Uh, Are you ready to pour some blood into this thing's mouth and see if it comes alive?
0: Oh, blood. I thought it was supposed to be hot sauce. Oh, well, it could, I mean, hot sauce. I got some blood? Louisiana hot sauce, the tastiest of hot sauces. Could Wait, blood could
1: be hot sauce, right? You could add some sort of seasoning to yeah. blood and consume it as hot sauce. Hey,
0: look, look, the movie wasn't too clear, and it looked like hot sauce to me, okay? Yeah. So, all right. Pumpkinhead <laughs> can't handle his spices because he's a little bitch.
1: We're going to start out with the obvious one, Pumpkinhead. Uh, CJ, I know you're a big fan of the Stan Winston masterpiece. Would you like of to course. take us off in this discussion?
0: Well, yeah. Uh, so, the groundbreaking Pumpkinhead. Uh, when it came out at the time, honestly, and since, like, Stan Winston's mo- monster work is legendary. You've seen it. Even if you haven't watched Pumpkinhead, do you know why? You ever heard of a Xenomorph? Well, yeah, good I'm <laughs> You've heard of Stan Winston's work and amazing work, right? Like, Pumpkinhead, I think Pumpkinhead looks better than anything I've seen in Alien. Um, it's probably, hm Like, the actual monster itself. I don't, <clears throat> All right. All right, man. Hey, for me. He's, cool. he's 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 like just better. I don't know. But like, OK, so you have one. You have like Ridley Scott directing and it's basically his baby. Then right. you bring Stan Winston on for the effects part. So Stan is going to try his hardest with effects. But like, it's not his baby. But you got Pumpkinhead. And that's his baby.
1: I look, I'm personally biased because I love the alien movies. Um, as oh, I'm you not know, comparing
0: them. Uh, I, I know, just, of effects and when I you're smoke. saying, like,
1: once better, I feel like the alien is more terrifying, but I love the Pumpkinhead look.
0: I don't know, man. If I'm in a, ho- I am in a I would not want to be in, a, in any situation near either a xenomorph or Pumpkinhead. Pumpkinhead's way more intimidating. But I feel like he's slower,
1: maybe more stilted, he doesn't I, bleed well, acid. I,
0: well, I, I think, the way I always looked at Pumpkinhead is he, and this is something that is more so, um, I think it's the third one, Blood, Blood. Uh, feud or bloodlines? Whatever the fuck they called it. Sir, we
1: are not talking to them.
0: fucking uh, <laughs> <here too> <laughs> <laughs> well, it leads to my point, Pumpkinhead more so likes to sort of, like, hunt to stalk you. Yeah, it uh, does seem like he's a little less the primal. The Xenomorph's not fucking around here. Whereas Pumpkinhead, yeah. he, he's, he, he's the, uh, the demon of vengeance. He wants to feel your suffering, so... We'll start with the uh, Pumpkin, the first Pumpkinhead obviously.
1: That does bring me to the, the in terms of ghost type, um just like Jason Voorhees, I feel like Pumpkinhead's a revenant, a creature of vengeance. He's not a demon, he's not a ghost, he's kind of an unstoppable killing machine until his job is done,
0: right? Yeah. But he Pumpkinhead is literally a demon too though. Well, yeah, but I think <laughs> he's the like Revenant's well, kind of a demon a cheater. sort of eh. How about a okay, how about sorry. a uh, demon who mimics a revenant or um, who mimics a wraith?
1: And also has twins. And Which also ones? has twins. 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 All right, sorry. Sorry to cut you off again. Sorry. All right,
0: so, anyway. Pumpkinhead, 1988. Um, it, it stars this uh, f- this man played by, let me get his name so I do not mess it up, Lace Hendrickson. Lance. Lance, sorry, I can't read. Lance Hendrickson, who fucking nails it in this movie, by the way. Um, he's a uh, small little country uh, convenience store owner. Who runs it with his son? Who has to be around, maybe six, seven, eight years old. He's not terribly big.
1: Wait, I don't, I don't think he ran the convenience store. I think he was there to sell
0: stuff to the convenience store. I think he was a farm guy with feed. I don't know. Maybe I, I felt like his son was watching the store for him while while they were gone for a while too. I
1: believe he was supposed to go get something for the guy, and he told son to sit there and wait in the store and not touch
0: anything. But
1: whatever, it's it's you get the idea.
0: Yeah. Anyway. You know, country people, and then these goddamn no good city folk come on in with their dirt bikes. The most Stephen King esque teenagers. <laughs> yeah, I mean, who you know. There might yeah. be, there's probably some of that inspiration there too, I bet. Well, I'm, um, I'm not
1: saying like blanketly, leap, but like it's the kind of stereotype of like beer guzzling while you're driving. We have dirt bikes
0: where you can go to this cabin and rip ass. Yeah. So, as I was saying before, I got, well, actually. I was just going to... Fuck you. Let's go. Been. Okay, so... Let's start over, fellas. Let's start over, okay? The year is 1988. The place is fuck Egypt, Oklahoma. I don't know what state it's in. It's just in the country, right? And this is the weirdest country you've ever seen because it's half desert, half mountain. So, to me, it looks like West Virginia, Kentucky, but who fucking knows? Okay. So we have this rural man. He could be a farmer. He could be running the store. I don't remember. I haven't seen this movie in a while, so that's not important. What's important is he has this son, right? And the son is sort of watching the father's uh, some of the farm stuff the father brought to sell, while the father's going to pick up the rest slash speak with the uh, another rural patron that they know because you know it's a small rural area. Everyone seems to know each other. Then you have the Stephen King city slickers coming in the town doing no good with their nice, with their nice. dirt bikes um the kid sort of they sort of is interested in them obviously because you know they have these dirt bikes and they're not terribly much older than him um he eventually gets killed chasing their dog chasing his dog down he gets accidentally completely accident hit by one of the teenagers and knocked down he hits his head on a rock so the teenagers are freaking out they're like, well, what do we do? Half of them try to just abandon the kid. Uh, the other half, and there's an actual scuffle over this. The other half decide, no, we need to stay with him and try to get him some help. So the yep. father arrives just in time to see, I believe it's two of the teenagers stay with the kid.
1: One of them went to go get help with the truck. And the uh, one of the guys, one of the boyfriends stayed with the kid to try to like keep him awake and whatnot. Right.
0: I know the one that hit the kid just basically wanted to leave. He didn't want oh, to Oh, yeah.
1: He reminds me. Because uh, I brought up Stephen King, he reminds me of like a Henry Bowers from It, just the <laughs> shitty bully kid yeah. who was in charge and everyone was scared of for no fucking reason. Which is a theme in these two movies, right? Yeah, definitely sticks to the second it's one. It's in but the second
0: <laughs> one, but yeah, I don't know. The you, you could cut you could feel bad for this guy a little bit, like. You could look at, like, maybe he's just scared and freaking out because he has, like, all these other bad boy warrants. But it's also, like, you're such a douche. I hope you get what's coming to you. Yeah, they do bring it
1: up later that, like, he got in an accident uh, another, like, another month or two ago, and he's on Mm -hmm. probation, and a girl got hurt. It's like, how fucking bad are you at just existing?
0: He fucks any chances of his own redemption later on in the movie. Uh, (laughs) So, yeah, so the father comes back, sees his son's dead, and he's just livid with anger. He doesn't. He's not processing what these kids are saying. He just knows that these kids call, killed his son. That's all he knows. So he picks up his kid, and he's wondering what the hell do I do? He asks some of the locals who tell him the story of this witch. Who and this I is,
1: don't want to necessarily contradict you, sir. I'm sorry. Um, he also witnessed Pumpkinhead when he was a child and knew the stories, so he asked, like, one of the guys about it and where the witch was.
0: Right. I was gonna round back to that later on, oh, because I feel like it's not revealed till later in the movie. Oh, no, it was,
1: a uh, cold open. He reveals it around that point when he's, like, bringing okay. his kid to his friend. But, yeah, so,
0: I, was, I was gonna touch on that in my wraparound.
1: I apologize. I just saw it the other day, so I didn't know if that was something you just couldn't quite recall. My, my bad.
0: No, I was gonna do a nice little wraparound where it was, like... He, he's always had this connection. It's any anyway, it's okay. <sighs> anyway, so he takes the his son's body to the witch and she uh, lets him know that she can't bring your son back. However, she could bring him some vengeance back. So, of course, the father not thinking straight. He's livid. He's pissed. His son was murdered. It's all he's got. I don't there's no traces of a wife or any other kids of his. It's just him and his son and the dog. Right. So um, the witch performs a ritual right in front of him, which I do love the way it's shot.
1: And let's be honest, um, I think we'd all pretty much do the same thing. Yeah.
0: yeah I mean, if my I dog like most was parents, would.
1: <laughs> most I don't most have a kid. Do that. That's yeah. what makes
0: movies like this and Pet Cemetery sort of understandable in that field where it's like oh a grieving parent would do pretty much anything to get their kid back which in this Ed Harley knows his son's not going to come back but he's so pissed that but he's like least. well you know the people who killed him shouldn't be just you know no consequence so he's not Fuck thinking him. he's feeling he's not thinking so in this very trippy scene of Pumpkinhead being reincarnated which I think you get to see three phases of him of, of, of the uh, Pumpkinhead creature I know
1: he's rippled up and then he yeah. grows a little bit.
0: They got like the mummy. They got the baby pumpkin head. They got like the, the adolescent pumpkin head. Yeah, it's cool though to me because Stan Winston had made those different variants. Which I've seen pictures of the baby pumpkin head floating around because he's sort of adorable.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's like
1: the baby Yoda of horror.
0: <laughs> sort of, yeah. He's, you know, a little. There's an adorableness there. It's creepy but adorable. I don't know. I just love how they did the witch in the first movie. Because from the moment he walks to her door, everything's hazy. Everything's, oh, yeah. like, she's not like ever that well into frame for a while. She's, like, the set of,
1: design is wonderful. I yeah. mean, yeah, and everything it looks about like
0: it. Appalachian Witch House, which, I, like I said, I, I need to find out where this is set real quick because it, it looks very Appalachian every time I see it, but also, like, where the store is does not look somewhere like Oklahoma, so. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure uh, you we'll... can go
1: ahead. I can vamp for a second if you just want to do that. Okay. So one of the things that I really appreciated about this, I mean, obviously, like, at that time, it was all practical effects. And I know the difference between, like, Pumpkinhead 1 and 2. 1's not quite as brutal, and I know 2 is considered a quote-unquote lower quality, but the effects alone just, like, shoot it to a whole different level. I mean, not to get too far ahead, but it's insane how gory it gets later on. I don't feel like, I could be mistaken, but I don't feel like the first pumpkin head was all that bloody.
0: No, it wasn't. Even, like, the kid's uh, death, he just has, like, the tiniest little bit of blood on his forehead.
1: Yeah, like nothing about it, when I rewatched it, stood out as like, oh, wow, that's particularly gory. But when I watched the second one, I'm like, holy fuck, they're going for
0: it. had more fun, and there was some solid moments. So, okay, so there's a bit of debate on where the first Pumpkinhead takes place. It was definitely filmed in California, which explains why it looked odd to me. Um, But otherwise, there's rumors that it took place in North Carolina, which I would believe. Because I saw a lot of hillbillies. Yeah, And I don't know if you knew this about me. Uh, Cody. But I grew up in the the American Southeast, in what? places such as Alabama and Kentucky. Hell, not you a, say not just flexing here, you know? Uh, uh, is that a flex? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> not just flexing here, though, brother. Um, I don't think most people it, will consider that a flex. It, <laughs> I mean, if you do, I I feel sorry for you, son. Uh. I got 99 problems and a tooth ain't one. I got right, so, <laughs> North Carolina. that That's the other debate, and I believe that, and I'm going to accept that because well, these are definitely hillbilly types. They're wearing the overalls. There's no shoes on these kids. I was going to say, if you look at the first
1: Halloween movie, I mean, it was filmed in California, but it takes place in Illinois.
0: Yeah, I think that's just how it was back then in Hollywood. Like, nowadays, you got... It'd be filmed in Georgia, maybe. Yeah, you got those Georgia. mad tax breaks. But yeah, film it could take place at, like Wakanda. That's filmed in Georgia. So anyway, I mean those
1: tax breaks they get like forty percent back on production. Any Marvel movie these days, Georgia.
0: Oh yeah. Any. Anyhow. Anyhow. Yeah, you could bring like the world of nowhere into Georgia. That's just how this is. So I, I'm gonna hedge my bet and just say Appalachia, because it has a very mountainous vibe. Everyone there looks very hillbillyish. Um, yeah, it's in that region. So the witch performs the ritual, and Pumpkinhead uh, is unleashed on the earth. And Pumpkinhead is like we we touched on it a bit. He is um he's a demon, is what he is, right? He's a manifestation uh, of pure anger, born out of the lust for vengeance.
1: Think so- of Terminator mixed with Xenomorph.
0: Yeah, but with like this this you know the the satanic magic binding him to one person. That's true,
1: yeah. So, aspect.
0: which you would think, on a quick surface, look, I could see where someone would say they abandoned that for the second one, but you're wrong. And not only are you wrong, you're stupid. But we'll get <laughs> to that later. So anyway, Pumpkinhead is unleashed. And since you more recently watched it, can you remind me, who is his first victim?
1: <sighs> Shit. His first victim of the Pumpkinhead. Um, God damn it, I just watched this at work the
0: other day. Mm-hmm. We could, we could skip that and just say he does end up, Chase, just in you know, the interest of conserving some time. Yeah. He does, you know, he starts one by one going after the teenagers because he is completely bound uh, by the vengeance that the father felt at that time, which was, you know, honestly death. He wanted those kids, those teenagers to die for what they did. He had, And again, when he went to the scene and saw his son on the ground, he wasn't listening to the kids trying to explain to him what happened, that it was an accident. He didn't care didn't matter at that point so this is where what Pumpkinhead is what he feeds off of is that sort of like anger for vengeance and he he, he meticulously hunts down one by one these teenagers and he seems to enjoy just scaring the shit out of them <laughs> he just has this evil smile that spread across his face in moments and that's why i've always looked at him like oh he loves to play with you a little bit like-
1: I don't get to be alive for too long, but when I get to pop up every now and then, I like to have fun with it.
0: That cross scene when they're in the church, they're like, "Oh, we're safe."
1: <laughs> he just
0: looks at the cross like it ain't shit and just steps right in through the threshold. They're like, "Oh, oh, oh he's no. not that type of demon." Oh no, he's not scared of two wooden sticks together. Guys, so, yeah. I think we fucked up here. <laughs> um, I, I do not. One point they get chased into, uh, I want to say, a cabin. Yes, or a and house. Starts freaking heavy. Either way, um, the teenagers sort of, what they're, the surviving teenagers sort of start to turn on each other in this cabin area because they're like, well, you know, this is all because of that kid and this is all your fault, douchebag number one. And douchebag number one's like, shut up, good guy number one. Douchebag number
1: one and leather jacket with a record.
0: <laughs> yeah, I got a record. I'm a bad boy in the late 80s. Can't you tell I smoke cigarettes when my parents aren't watching? That to be fair, I think the
1: hit-and-run was like, oh, this guy's a
0: dick. Yeah, well, the hit-and-run is easily takes away, yeah. So at yeah, kid, yeah. he basically takes his friends hostage because they're, like, they're freaking out because before Pumpkin had even started hunting them down, these kids were already pretty shaken because, like, like, like I said, they were pretty divided as to what to do when things happened. You had some it, that wanted to get help, some that wanted to... Comfort you know and sort of explain the situation Then you had dudes that just wanted to go
1: Yeah it started out with like One guy did vehicular manslaughter And then talked to his best friend and going Along with him Then yeah. everyone else was
0: like Well you're hostages congratulations So douche, yes so they end up Do taking their friends hostage Douchebag number one and douchebag number Two uh, Obviously a very abusive dude toward his girlfriend As well um, That so is another
1: she... theme with these movies
0: She has a sad death I feel bad for her for dying. Um, the main the main woman's best friend. Was it through the window? Was she just dropped you? from the tree. Oh, okay. It was sad. It was oh, cool. you gotta go out there and help her. Yeah, it was a very cool moment, though. Um, of course, for her death, you have that iconic image of Pumpkinhead's giant hand holding her by the head. Uh, which is a great, a great image. You know, Pumpkinhead, he's he has to be 9, 10 feet bit tall. <laughs>
1: yeah, he's definitely a big boy. He's a he's a tall king.
0: He's a tall king. Yes, he's so, like Andre the
1: Giant with like three of me stacked on top.
0: While 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 the Pumpkinhead's doing his thing, Ed himself he starts seeing these visions, uh, basically seeing what Pumpkinhead is seeing while he's killing these kids, and that's because as you know. I was wanting to wrap around to Ed always has had this connection to Pumpkinhead cuz since he was a kid he got to see um an iteration of Pumpkinhead performing his Pumpkinheadly duties as it were.
1: <laughs> I like that description. Which, I got to go up, babe, I got to go out and be Pumpkinhead.
0: Which honestly like from that cold open I feel like there's the second one has a very similar scene.
1: Very yeah. Similar. Wow. Um I mean, look, alright, so do you want to give a quick rating of the first pumpkin head? Any final thoughts? Well, I
0: was rounding to it. Okay. Sorry, to... no,
1: because you mentioned the beginning of the second one. I'm going to keep mentioning it.
0: We'll cover it next. It's okay. Sit back down. Okay. Sit down. Okay. Sit down. All right. So, <laughs> we'll get there, little Timmy. I'll turn the car around and we'll go back to the prequel that don't exist. Um, <laughs> We'll go back to Pet Cemetery, goddammit. I'm sorry. <laughs> Okay, so, no, I get you though Because I, I try to bring a lot to connect the two Because they can seem disconnected, Pumpkinhead 1 and 2 right. But that's, I show you they're not, they're very connected They just seem
1: like such a natural segue that I thought you were setting up Like a goddamn no. professional
0: No, no, the segue comes after I'm done describing the movie So anyway, Ed starts seeing these visions So that's when he realizes, and he starts to actually be human for a bit After his grief passes, he's like, no, this is fucked up Like, my little kid wouldn't want this, (laughs) and I don't want this. I don't want to see this shit. So he eventually, um, you know, through his, you know, rural connections, through this one particular family who has this, like, one kid who's, like, got the balls, because he's the one that showed the dad where the witch was earlier. Everyone else was too scared, but you have, like, this, like, 14, 15-year-old rat scallion who's going to do it.
1: I... I don't think necessarily they were scared. I mean, he was the only one who was, like, at that perfect age of young and dumb. where like, I'll do it for, yeah. uh, you know, some money. I'll point you in the right direction.
0: I don't I don't mean a bad thing by they were scared. They were probably scared for smart reasons. But, you know, this guy, this teen's a rat scow. That's
1: true. He was not as well informed. The adults were like, hey, that's a terrible fucking idea, by the way. Don't
0: it's, do it. Don't it, do it. He's like a very dirty Opie from Andy Griffith. So... <laughs> 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 oh, man. <laughs> anyway... Um, so he starts to sort of figure out, like, well, how can I stop this thing? He he does attempt to uh, uh, ask the witch how to stop this, who's very witchy about it. She's not going to tell you. She basically tells him you can't.
1: Fuck you, I'm cryptic. <laughs> you can't, he's
0: tied to you. He's going to finish out what you want because you brought him here. I just showed right. you the means. You brought him here. You did the task, I asked. So... <laughs> um. Eventually, in a very cool scene, when he when Ed finally like Ed makes his badass little flamethrower, he's like, "I'm gonna save the rest of these kids, um, who are still being held hostage by douchebag number one and two at their little cabin area, little lodge." Yeah. Um, you know, and I and, I'm, and this ain't the segue, but I will point out, Pumpkinhead Two has a similar. No, theme. I'm just thinking weird themes.
1: That's all. Sorry.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, you're fine. I just wanted to go ahead and point out it, Pumpkinhead Two has a similar scene in it. Yeah, that's
1: what my mind went to. I'm like, how oh, they really like uh like it, similarities in these movies.
0: There's there's a lot of similarities. And uh, anyway, before I go on that tangent, I'll do save that for the end of the Pumpkin and two wraparound. So to conclude this movie, um, Ed is trying to attack this demon with his flamethrower, but it's not phasing him. Can't hurt Pumpkin. You can't shoot Pumpkinhead. Goddamn unstoppable Terminator him. demon! Until Ed somehow Ed gets uh, hurt. I don't remember if he gets shot first or what, but he gets injured, and then that's the first time they see the Pumpkinhead react to pain. And in a very cool scene, when the actor makes eye contact with Pumpkinhead, they change how Pumpkinhead looks to look sort of like the actor. So Uh. it's very uncomfortable when it happens, and I love that moment, to show that, you know, this is your your vengeance manifested. This is you. This guy's here because of you. So then they figure, I guess I, I you know, you gotta kill Ed. So Fuck,
1: that makes the beginning of 2 make a lot more sense, too. Alright, anyways, anyways.
0: Ed kills himself, allegedly. He shoots himself with a gun. Okay, very
1: Al Simmons of him.
0: Right? But I guess he has shitty aim because he's not dead yet. <laughs> <think> That's... <laughs> is- I don't know, I don't know. I'm sorry, no, that... He's from North uh, Carolina, so you know, the brain That reminds me of an
1: anecdote a friend told me. It's a very dark story, if you have a second. Yeah. So he works security at a nearby hospital that we both know, and apparently one guy was, like, lifted in via helicopter, so he, it was a self-inflicted gunshot wound to the head, and they asked, like, sir, do you know what you did? And I guess he looked at him and said, yeah, I fucked up.
0: (laughs) That's pretty good. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I know, that that's what, it just reminded me of, like, Ed fucked up.
0: <laughs> yeah, Ed fucked up. His aim, somehow, he missed. I don't know, he's alive. So, um Pumpkinhead, uh, I think at this point, Pumpkinhead had pretty much killed all of the teenagers, except for our main girl. And at some point, he does kill douchebag one and two. Kills everybody. Good, good.
1: Well, I mean, look—you have to have a final girl, and then everyone else around is pretty much disposable.
0: And like, I, I do want to highlight the death of the uh, the main female character's friend is, in my opinion, the highlight kill for this movie, just because of like, they come out, you know, even from the point he grabs her, because she's for whatever reason unconscious when he grabs her, grabs her by the face, drags Passed her out, out the in the panic, drags her right out the outside. Whoosh, her friends can't do shit when they go outside they see him holding her in the air by her head still in a tree like and then you you truly get a bit of scale to pumpkin head even though he's crouched you get oh he's big massive motherfucker and he just drops her i believe on a stone or a boulder
1: Yeah, something like pretty high up
0: it's pretty intimidating holy shit moment so eventually um ed ed is killed by the uh main uh our main female protagonist. He asks her to, because at this point he realizes Pumpkinhead's not going to stop while I'm alive. As long Which as I'm I alive, up. <laughs> he's going to want to, you know, follow through. Yeah. So he find Ed finally dies, and when Ed dies, Pumpkinhead also dies, and our movie is pretty much over. Everything's and happy.
1: They're all hat well, I mean.
0: Everything is happy. Nothing bad's gonna happen. This is the last we'll ever see of Pumpkinhead again. Just like
1: any good horror franchise, they stopped at one.
0: Yeah, Pumpkinhead's gone forever. Until we get to Pumpkinhead 2 Bloodwings. Wow! There we go, finish. Bolted doors and windows barred. Guard dogs prowling in the yard. Won't protect you in your bed nothing will from pumpkinhead
1: yeah yeah so yeah. CJ um here's the thing here's what fucked me about pumpkinhead too the intro the black and white I really dug the greaser like look until again it seemed Way like dumb. yeah they they were really like doing some weird Jason Voorhees hatchet bullying shit like mm. even Taylor was like is this the <laughs> intro to hatchet
0: it, it does like I'm telling you like that's why i made this comparison on our break because tommy does resemble victor crowley um I, they have that there's something special that happened in the late 80s early 90s with horror and it was beautiful it's like this c- comedy background like the like it's not like the forefront like in your scary movie uh franchise for instance yeah it's not horror it's comedy, like, but it's
1: like goofy horror. It's
0: not that they meant to be that way either, which I think I always gave Evil Dead credit for the, like being the trailblazer on that one. Because it's like they're trying to be seriously scary, but but it makes
1: it <laughs> in. It's like three stooges with I'm not gonna say it's exorcist, but like you get the idea. They do yeah. like the position with a three stooges esque comedy in there.
0: So also like the acting in a lot of with a lot of these people, it's very 90s, and I love it personally. Oh, dude,
1: that acting is as stale as my stand up routine.
0: Oh, man. I, I, what always stuck with me was that opening black and white scene of the main greaser guy. Waste him.
1: Dude, I had so much fun watching that with Taylor. I'm like, this is so goddamn goofy. I love it. Mm-hmm. Like, I love their look. And I'm like, oh, they're going to go kill this guy for no reason. And then Taylor pops in, like, yeah, sounds like, you know, teens in the 50s. Like, fuck.
0: So, um,. That cold opening, if I'm not mistaken, shows the gang, and I, hmm, what is the gang's name again?
1: Uh, the Red Wings?
0: The Red Wings, you say?
1: Six white dudes in letter mm. jackets with blunt objects and sharp objects?
0: Yes. Bunch Obviously of greasers. Obviously not a joke to what you guys are thinking, so grow up. Yeah, fucking losers. Bloody vagina. So anyway, <laughs> uh, it shows un- what's unfortunately uh, the main premise of this movie is you show this this kid who's playing with I believe it's a fire truck, playing with a toy fire truck. He's just minding um, his business. At first,
1: when they and when they introduce him, he's eating food that his mom left out. Oh, for he's him. eating the food. The dog. The fire... I always
0: thought it was dog food.
1: No, no, it was just like maybe some sort of stew. Maybe I didn't see the, like what she opened exactly, but uh, the fire truck does come <laughs> into play later because it relates to him and the sheriff.
0: So uh, I'll just let you take the lead on this one then, since you just saw it today.
1: Okay, so after he eats the food, um. The kids, the greasers, pull up and they're like, hey, there's that fucking freak. Let's go get him. And, like, they open the trunk and pull out melee weapons, like baseball bats and all this shit. And they just charge him. So he's trying to run away. The mother tries to get his attention to come back because she can hear the music from the car. And as he's running back, one of them hits him with a baseball bat. And that's when mm-hmm. you see the mother also feel, like, the physical pain. So, like, they're connected in the same way as uh, as, as the guy from the first one in Pumpkinhead. Yep. And so each time that Pumpkin, well, Tommy, gets hit, he transmits that pain to his mother, and so like they keep torturing him, they slash him and everything, and then they make it look like he's, you know, gonna hang himself, and they basically just lynch him and throw him down a well. Yep. And the coroner report is like, yeah, so he just committed suicide, that's fucking weird, and that was 1958. Cut yeah. to quote unquote present day, which uh, the. Movie I, I was... do
0: want to briefly add the thing about Tommy is he visibly had issues like you could look at him and tell because he had all these big like gross and boils that he's, yes, he, yeah. he's suffering from multiple uh, incapacitating, uh, let's just say disabilities.
1: He was split roughly down the middle as looking like a Victor Crowley or a normal human or like a pumpkin head ish
0: is very sweet. Honestly, he's more oh, yeah. like a scared puppy. It's revealed a little time. bit later,
1: but, like, he's just, like, he's a scared little child who just wants friends. But, uh, because he looked different, apparently they decided that wasn't okay. Which no. is not a mere... Well, hold on.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah. So, you didn't think the movie would get this deep, did you? It's common <laughs> prejudice already. Uh, weird.
1: Weird how that's somehow something that was brought up in 1994 and still relevant from the 50s. And today. Well, yeah, anyways, so, yeah. that happens. Um... You know, little little Tommy ends up dying, and uh, cut to present day, new cop, new sheriff, moves back into town, and he's like, hey, I used to grow up here and I think it was something Barron's, what was the town name here? Fairnwoods, okay. Oh uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I grew up in Farronwoods, he brought his daughter back, because she was a little troublemaker. Um, by the way, the daughter in this one, the uh, quote-unquote hot teen, is the uh, daughter of one of the members of the Monkeys. Oh really? Yeah, Taylor looked that up when you were watching the movie.
0: My mom loves that band. Oh, yeah.
1: That's apparently one of the daughters. I don't know who's. Don't ask me.
0: So I do also want to point out, which is something I pointed out. I don't know if I pointed out while we are recording. But the main character, the sheriff, I guess he's a deputy. Sean Braddock, who comes into town with his daughter, our main character, is played by Andrew Robinson.
1: Okay, I didn't know he was technically a deputy. Yeah, sheriff, Sean
0: Braddock. He, uh, you know, the main character. Either way, he also yeah. is well-known for his uh, amazing performance in the first Hellraiser movie as the stepdad character, Frank, I believe.
1: Yeah, I didn't notice it, man, When you until you pointed it out. But, like, that yeah. is... Uncle Frank is one of the most terrifying performances Dude, that I've yeah. seen on film.
0: And you could really tell. You put that performance, which he did first, next to this one, and you could see right here that... There's a the atmospheric differences between these two horror movies. Where one, I will honestly always cons. Well, the first horror I've considered an eighty percent horror because there is that twenty percent of dialogue, like with some of the Friday Thirteenth or I'm sorry, Nightmare on Elm Street movies, where some of the <laughs> lines like "It's primetime, bitch." It's not gonna. Oh yeah. It's, you know, not playing with power. I know that's six or five, but it is what it is. I feel
1: like the first Hellraiser was a lot more straightforward than that. It's just
0: in the 90s, something happened in horror. But. (laughs) I I don't
1: want to get semantic about the years again. I don't know when Hellraiser was first made.
0: No, uh, I I wish we could find out, but we don't live in this day and age where we have this nerd we can consult anytime we want.
1: That's true. We still work at a video store because we escaped. uh, 1987.
0: I looked at the back, I went to our video store and I turned over the VHS tape I read the box 1987 Personally, I'm just
1: glad we got away from Captain McSpooky Tits
0: Uh, well, you know We were on that ship for quite a while What? Where did you go? Oh,
1: fuck, fuck, fuck fuck. He's here, he's here
0: Your Your episode's over, bitch (laughs) (laughs) Alright, sorry, anyways So, we haven't, I'll just lead you back, I'll, I'll set you back up. So you said the new sheriff came into town with his quote-unquote hot teenage daughter who the actress also happens to be a daughter of the member of the band. The yes,
1: so one of the bigger crux of this is like she's this, uh, many people point this out, like adults in the town like, oh, you're pretty daughter, you know, she she's gotta watch out, she hasn't fallen okay. down the wrong crowd. Yeah, it's very it in like
0: 2017. It's like a I've seen one.
1: Yeah. Hey, watch out. No, she's
0: very pretty, but she better watch the way she dresses, eh? Uh, yeah. What are you saying here, Margaret? Better watch and out. Was it see Fairfield it. in Fairfield, Missouri or whatever? Yeah, it it's,
1: uh, God damn it, What was the t- fucking town name again? Um, Farron Woods. It's something very
0: white, yeah. Just yeah, it's like very
1: that. generic. Just, but yeah, the whole thing is like, wow, you better watch out. You know, yeah, Dada might into the wrong crowd. And then as soon as, like, the first day of school starts, she meets the quote-unquote bad kids out front. Yeah. Uh, they're smoking yeah. cigarettes. And you like, see,
0: this is the 90s children and let me take you back to the 90s something i remember and i still have a remnant of to identify a bad boy type you look at their left ear not the right ear (laughs) their left ear if there is an earring in that left ear they're a bad boy watch out and they're very not it's not the gay side so they're not gay right yeah my god i remember that that being such a big thing that was uh, i'm gonna blow you guys' mind if you don't know in the 90s and my dad made me get my left ear pierced because of this they believed that if you pierce the kid on the left side only that's how he, that that shows he's not gay but if you pierce his right ear, he's magically gay that is
1: a thing that i recall very heavily and it was super fucked up the weird, 90s though. was wild it. yo we had no like actual database or hive mind it was all just like word of mouth so i guess things just kind of got mixed up and weird yeah.
0: so you know she meets obviously the bad guy crowd because our bad boy here has a, a an earring in his Left ear.
1: (laughs) They're smoking weed and drinking in a red convertible outside of the school.
0: Yeah, I'm a bad boy. It's like in a dad's (laughs) car. That sort of guy. Everyone, your dad and the fucking judge. Everyone, and I think this guy still exists to this day, even though he might not have the same douchey earring. I've I've vandalized. I feel like everyone knows this spoiled rich brat who's like acting like an asshole for no reason.
1: Yeah, yeah, we all do. We've all met them.
0: So And if you
1: haven't met them, you are them. Anyways.
0: He he honestly is worse, like more dislikable than douchebag number one from the first puppet uh sorry, the first <laughs> pumpkin head movie. Who killed a kid? This dude didn't kill a kid, but he's a douchebag. He's, oh my
1: god, so as soon as he starts driving, he turns off his headlights. Hey, everyone's having a good time. No, turn it back on. The main character, you know, the the monkey's child. He's like, no, stop doing that. And then he turns the lights off again, ah, turns them back on, hits a goddamn woman with his car, and then Boom. tries to get away with it. Like a real dickhead.
0: Like a real asshole.
1: Yeah, he's like, oh no, she's probably fine, oh my fucking car, it's dented, god damn it, like it wasn't his fucking fault.
0: Yeah, he's more worried about the car, obviously, because my dad's gonna kill me.
1: And then everybody else like, hey, let's go find this woman, check on her, oh, it's supposed to be the witch. The witch, Miss Orsi, and like, oh, let's go find her, make sure she's okay. So for the most part, the group is like, all right, let's go check in on her. They find her house. Um, They kind of do a light breaking and entering, no big deal. Uh, They pop in to see if she's in there, and then they keep looking at her stuff, because why not? You're already in her house, right? Mm-hmm. And then the, uh, the, the, the girl, Marcy, who's super into the witch stuff, lights some candles, and as they're, you know, sitting there talking, whatever, the witch comes back. She's blind as a bat. Um, the main character who I don't think we've said his name, just outside of a douchebag, uh, Daniel Dixon. He's oh, the last... That
0: last name.
1: Yep. He's the last one to leave and ends up assaulting and just straight up braiding this old woman with a flashlight. Mm-hmm. So she drops to the ground, and as they like they stole a vial of blood, they've done a lot of fucked up things, they walk past this like ritualistic gravesite. And for some reason, for some goddamn reason, Daniel Dixon's like, hey, let's go back and dig up this grave and see what's in here. <laughs> I've got this vial of blood the witch told me not to fucking take. And then I brained her in the head. And then I mean, <laughs> and then as they dig up the grave, like eventually the fire that uh, they lit candles, the old woman comes to pulls down the candles her whole place catches on fire and the monkey's child is like hey we got to go back and fucking save this woman her house is on fire let's go let's go let's go and um i'm
0: gonna call it an audible and i'm gonna overroll the f- further use of the term monkey's child Continue. i don't
1: blame you for it I, I was trying to figure out a better name
0: after the I mean, first time i'm like all right he's not gonna say it again and Is then it he Jennifer? said it again and i'm like let's quit doing that but because i a, did bring yeah, up the southeast not too long ago i'm so, i wasn't i know i know space, i'm trying to distance myself <laughs> i get it i
1: understand it i mean to be fair it's something like...
0: about Pumpkinhead, man it does it to you right what <laughs> right? Something about Pumpkinhead, it does it to you <laughs> so anyways
1: the the pumpkin the... in a
0: MAGA hat you know i think oh god oh god <laughs>
1: so i think her name was jennifer um they go back to the cabin try to save the woman well kind of try to save the woman and then the douchebag mm-hmm. daniel dixon's like fuck this we're out um daniel they...
0: the earring dixon
1: yeah they dip out in the red convertible. Uh, after they, you know, they hit the woman. They dug up a grave. This house is now on fire because of them, kind of. So they flee. They all go home. This fire becomes a big deal. The woman goes into critical care. Everyone's concerned about it. The teens <laughs> try to play it off like nothing fucking happened. And uh, the sheriff, who is the father of Jennifer, the the main character of the final girl, sheriff um,
0: mustache, yeah,
1: yeah. He's like, hey, so uh, this car, you know, uh, it's pretty cool. Why do you got a dent there? And the douchebag Daryl's like, or Darren, Daniel, Daniel. Douchebag Daniel, yeah. Douchebag Daniel's like, yeah, yeah, I hit a dog. Oh, it must have been a big dog. And then the judge comes out and covers this shithead son story. And then the kid is like, yeah, there's not another car like this in 50 Mm -hmm. miles. And the sheriff's like, "Uh uh-huh, yeah, I bet there isn't, you fucking dickhead. Like, you're just bragging to me that you got away with this, huh? So it escalates from there.
0: Whew. Oh shit! Sorry. Jesus Christ! Bring the energy down more, man. I'm gonna take <laughs> over. I damn. Go ahead. I'm sitting here falling asleep, listening to you. And Fuck he, you. He goes over here, and then he's like, "Oh," and then she's like, mm, <laughs> fine, like oh. "Fine, fine, fine. Go, 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 go." So the witch in the hospital, right? the The sheriff gets a call from his friend. I don't remember her name. Did they?
1: The sheriff's friend, the uh, the doctor.
0: The, yeah, yeah, the woman.
1: Oh my uh. god, they did have a name for her, but it wasn't said too often. I only got it from the subtitles. So let's
0: just call her Doctor. Doctor yeah. calls Sheriff Mustache, and she's like, "Hey, you better get here. This witch uh, seemed to have uh, been a victim of arson because her house was all destroyed and uh, her her backyard's all dug up and shit. Some scratches. As, as a side note. I always loved how that little ritual ground looked. I think it looked really cool. Yeah,
1: and then the kids were like, "Oh, what's this?" And they somehow like tripped over. It, like, all right, dickheads! You've
0: never, you, you've never been in a scary, spooky ceremonial site, and was like, "We should dig around here."
1: Just we the should, biggest asshole move. We should dig around here, here and
0: splash our hot sauce on the dead body in there <laughs> and see what happens. Oh, so, we might have fucked up. Um. So the sheriff, he's starting to obviously piece together that these group of kids are behind these shenanigans. Um, he learns that the witch is the mother of Tommy, who, as it turns out, he does know. He did not meet Tommy when he was a child. Uh, I, I forget what he was doing. Is this when the fire truck comes in? I think. Yeah, it is. Uh, so in.
1: Tommy found the fire truck. The sheriff. I can't remember the sheriff's name, but the sheriff left mustache, in, yeah, sheriff mustache. Sheriff mustache left his fire truck at an old uh, well, the same one where you know the cold opening. Tommy yeah. kind of ate his fate. The Waste him, Waste him. Yeah. But yeah, uh, <laughs> so that is where originally like he met uh, Tommy, and Tommy was about to fall in, but he was shaved, He was saved and shaved by the sheriff. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> but no, the the young <laughs> sheriff. <laughs> the young <laughs> the sheriff as a boy saved him, and they became like little friends They're, like yeah. oh here's the fire truck He'd bring him gifts f- yeah the fu- well the fu- yeah the fire truck fell down the little well thing or the frinery and uh it comes into play later but yeah that's how like he connects to the tommy pumpkin
0: yeah so the sheriff feels sort of like he's starting to feel this responsibility toward uh toward the case because this is the mother of tommy the mother of Tommy, and he also has a connection too. As it's revealed, uh, he grew up in this town as he was younger, and moved away as a or as a young adult came back. Cody did mention this, but I wanted to cover it again.
1: Yeah, he was a cop in New York for so, a little bit.
0: He he has attachments and roots in this town. He knows the judge. He was friends with the judge. He was friends with all these people. All these, you know. Wonky characters back then. The mailman and who
1: was stealing packages. One of
0: the group happens to be the Red Wings gang. You I know. think it was
1: pretty much the... I think it was mostly the entire group.
0: Why did it feel like that the Red Wings gang was all the kids in the town? Well,
1: I'm... Okay, so the Red Wings gang in this one was... Uh, all the adults that were killed were like, you know... Yeah. The judge, the truck... Or the mailman, all these I was people. meaning when
0: they showed the flashback scenes the only kids you saw... <laughs> really, outside of Tommy the sh- and Sheriff Mustache, were the Bloodwings gang, so it's like, really? yeah, um, you don't have I any feel- normal kids at this school. Well, I feel like,
1: <laughs> no, they don't. It's a small town. I feel like when uh, Pumpkinhead came back, it's like, well, I gotta get rid of the original guys. All right, who do I have left? Well, they hurt my mom, so I guess I'll find them.
0: You fucked with the wrong mama.
1: You got to the point where Pumpkinhead's like, "I just, I'm, I'm gonna keep killing people until I'm stopped." I suppose.
0: I'm not saying Pumpkinhead and Bobby Boucher are the same people. I'm saying I've never seen them in the same room, and I'd never talk about either of their mamas.
1: I would never say their names three times into a mirror.
0: Bobby Boucher, nor Pumpkinhead. Yeah, because you might hear their. Ear. You gotta stop
1: saying that. We, hmm. We've said their names too many times.
0: No, you know. Pumpkinhead, 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 look in the mirror, Tila. No, I'll play with that, but we never played with Candyman growing up really yeah no well because like it took place in chicago and we had just moved to alabama when i was a kid and my mom was telling me about and we watched the movie together and she was like yeah that was like that was in chicago not terribly far from where we lived so yeah as a kid you're like no candyman has to be real because (laughs) he was in cabrini green and cabrini green was down the street from me that is fair that makes it my mom
1: if my mom gave me a personal like, ghost story, I'd be like, oh, fuck, you're probably right. But like a general location, i like, I don't know, let's give it a shot. Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary.
0: <laughs> so maybe Pumpkinhead's real to some Appalachian kid somewhere, you know? You just have to do it just right. So anyway, uh, the sheriff's sort of uncovering at the same time. He's trying to look into what happened with the witch. He's also trying to uncover sort of what happened with Tommy because it makes him sort of come back to these to these memories that he's been sort of putting off, right? To this, to this kid, the scared puppy dog kid in the woods, who was a little freaky looking, but sweet as hell, and just wanted a friend. What, what yeah. became of him and his murder?
1: In the cor- well, the coroner's report, quote-unquote, suicide. Or, unquote, you know, suicide. Suicide.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> suicide. He,
1: he stabbed himself, slashed himself, hit himself yeah. with a bottle.
0: <laughs> as you do. You know, just your average suicide. I, it's
1: a very slow one, but it's effective.
0: So, Sorry. It also <laughs> is worth noting that each time... Pumpkinhead manage he Pumpkinhead just does start going after two groups of people in this movie, right? And he's not just going after people who hurt his mama. He's going after people who killed Tommy. And this this iteration of Pumpkinhead, which we just like it was just confirmed on mine I've been a fan of this movie since I was in diapers, is that um Pumpkinhead is uh in this movie he's Tommy, which I always knew he was Tommy um he's tommy manifested they use tommy's corpse and that was his corpse buried in the ritual site whereas before they uh she buried the, the kid's body there and changed him out with the pumpkin head body now this is tommy's body so they basically performed the ritual that the witch performed in the first movie and they by complete happenstance which they also read, a, if I'm not mistaken, they read her, her, they had her books and stuff, so they were... Yeah, kind of they had, her.
1: um... go what is it from the, it's a subtitle of Blair Witch 2, was it Book of Blood?
0: Book of Shadows?
1: Book of Shadows, yeah, they called it the Book of Shadows.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, they, they perform the ritual, just they're trying to be taunting, just saying, like, what happened, edgy kids. You know, as you do after you probably just committed a murder.
1: I gotta be real honest with you, I would have been out a while ago, but go on. Yeah,
0: I would have been out, actually, after the car thing.
1: Yeah, same, same. I
0: mean, you know, I would have. That would have been like. It would have been actually probably the moment I saw the dude's earring.
1: I don't want to hang out with you. I would have
0: been done. Yeah. So, uh, as I was saying, pumpkinhead in this one, he is the manifestation of Tommy, using the vengeance. um, Really, the mother held not a ton of vengeance, but she clearly did, uh, for you know the way these kids sort of treated her. Really shittily. She doesn't really want these kids to die, but also she knows that if they she... perform the ritual and she already had that bit of animosity in her because they were murder- murdering her.
1: When she got knocked down, she did say, I wish the vengeance of
0: Pumpkinhead upon you. Which she does regret in her defense. She does yeah. audibly regret it to the sheriff. She says so. I but, fucked up. But, you know, the thing about Pumpkinhead is once that ball gets going, it's a going. So, this Pumpkinhead also with Tommy. Which we just confirmed is the actual offspring of Pumpkinhead and probably the witch.
1: Pumpkinhead claps
0: cheeks. He clapped that witch's cheeks, which, I mean, you know, damn, son. Damn. Well, that was so many years ago. Plus, you look at Pumpkinhead. He's not a Calvin Klein model. That's why she's blind. I'm just saying. (laughs) I'm just saying. Oh, boy. You you get Pumpkinheaded, you get blinded. So, um, uh, Pumpkinhead smashed. And Ooh. this Tommy, this Pumpkinhead we're seeing, is actually the son of the demon Pumpkinhead himself. So he's not... He's, he doesn't quite follow the same rules. Like, you, you, you can kill this Pumpkinhead, unfortunately. Ah. In a very specific circumstance. Which also was funny to me that it all happened out happenstance by the end.
1: Well, I will say, because um, we're running out of time here on the recording... Um, at the ending, I feel like it's kind of looked ambiguous because the fire truck was there. So I feel like that was Tommy leaving the fire truck for the sheriff. It's like a sign of, yes. hey, I'm fine.
0: Hey, you know, I'm done being pumpkin head now. Look, okay, I so killed
1: my people. I'm chill.
0: Just I'll, I'll try to be quick then. All right, so the two groups of people he is going after are obviously the people that killed his mama or tried to kill his mom. And the people, the uh, members of the Red Wing gang who are still alive to this day, many hold prominent positions like Judge or, you know, what-have-yous. Mailman. Pumpkinhead, yeah, or mailman, or farmer. Pumpkinhead goes, or I guess he was a butcher. Pumpkinhead goes, and he starts killing these people one by one, and in a very much notably more gory than the first movie fashion. Oh, definitely. um, He, you know, he chases our kids down to this lodge. Sound familiar. And our douchebag number one, with douchebag number two, holds everyone basically hostage. Can you...
1: Okay, so, not only does he hold them hostage, he pulls a gun on them, and then the final girl ends up, like, trying to escape with him? Are you fucking kidding me? That guy is (laughs) such a douchebag this entire time!
0: What's funny is, she does have scenes with Pumpkinhead, because she sort of forms this connection with Tommy that the dad did, but through the spirit of Tommy. It's very strange. I guess he senses how sweet and special she is in 90s plot armor. But -hmm. anyway, she does have this, it's worth noting, she has a, a nightmare with Pumpkinhead, where her woods, her bed's in the middle of the woods. And she's gonna she's gonna smash with the man of her dreams, but oh no, here's Pumpkinhead. Um, oh God! Great little Dan- scene, though. I always thought it was spooky. Uh,
1: I'm just caught in the idea that Daniel's anyone's man of their dreams.
0: Uh, you know, you know, it's that earring. It's it's that denim. That <laughs> denim. Uh, okay, so um, the sheriff uncovers like okay, so these this gang, he's going after these people who were in this gang. What did this gang do? He tracks down and figures out this gang actually murdered Tommy. In a
1: very fucked up fashion.
0: Yeah, so he's finally like, oh shit, I gotta go warn people. But he obviously doesn't make it in time. Then by the time he solves the second mystery of who burned down the witch's house, he realizes it's the kids that his daughter's been hanging with and that his daughter's in trouble. Um, this all comes to a T around the death site of where Tommy died as a kid. So, uh, also just prior to this happening, the, bull, the douchebag is killed in a glorious fashion. It's pretty good.
1: Just rips his head straight Slowly off.
0: Slowly, too. That's what always got me. Is it was, like, slow. He didn't just, real quick. That it was, was like my slow favorite twisting. effect. Huh?
1: That was my favorite effect of the movie.
0: It was a good one. Like, it's it's clearly puppet work, but it's good. It's good It's good, it's good done. You yeah. know, Stan Lee, he really put his, his foot in this one. Stan Winston, yeah. Oh, shit, yeah. Stan Lee out. Winston. <laughs> we were talking about Marvel, and now we're talking about, you know, it's okay, Stan. Stan the man Winston.
1: <laughs> I'll take it
0: <laughs> anyway. Um, so this all comes to a T at the uh, the site where Tommy died. Uh, as a human, you have the dad who's confronting Pumpkinhead, knowing fully now this is Tommy. He knows everything now. Uh, Sheriff Mustache is way ahead of the curve now. He's like, "Oh, this is my friend,
1: my that friend Tommy, murdered. with the fire
0: truck." With the fire truck, yes. Yeah, so he's trying to appeal to Tommy while Tommy's basically he has his daughter in his hands, basically. Like he's gonna kill this bitch, and he appeals to Tommy. He's like, "Tommy, bro, I'm your dude, bro. Remember me, young sheriff, mustache. That's this me." This is my daughter,
1: guy. Come yeah, it's
0: my daughter, guy. You can't hurt her, kid. And he's like, "Oh shit, you're right, bro." Look, you got nine, nine out of gun. ten. <laughs> but however, unfortunately, the the rest of the town's uh, people have gathered with the guns.
1: A la Halloween for
0: yes, and, and and in an exact like one shot repeat from the cold opening, the waste him. They shoot Pumpkinhead in front of this well, and he is killed in almost... uh, almost He even lands on the hook. Yes. He lands on a a hook, which goes into his back, and he's hanging there. They're shooting him, shooting him, and then the the chain drops him into the well. You know, in an exact repeat of his death. Um, No one exactly feels good at this point. Sheriff Mustache is devastated because he's like, this dude really didn't deserve this shit twice either. Right. But at Jews, least like human. no one's you know at least my daughter's not going to die no more. Yeah. But then at a later time in the movie they come back to visit sort of pay their respects because Sheriff Mustache just realize, you know, Tommy was a good kid. Yeah, it's around the, know, the I think crime scene time with the shitty deal. Yeah. And they go to they go they go by the well. And what do they see? With a little fire truck. A bitty fire truck that was in the bottom the whole movie. That fell in back Pumpkin in the head. 50 brought it back up for this Because Tommy brought it back, so... He was like, hey, buddy, I got you. We have our ending there. So, you compare the two movies, Pumpkinhead 1, Pumpkinhead 2, right? I always looked at it sort of... I don't want to say Evil Dead 1 and 2, but maybe more like Evil Dead 1 and 3. I don't want to
1: <laughs> say that I like 2 more, but I think I might like 2 I like more. 2
0: more. Uh, 2 is more fun watch. You could, uh... Because it doesn't feel great watching one, one, the actor for Ed Harley does so good at capturing that grieving parent. That doesn't feel good at all.
1: No, so the whole meant. movie is
0: very dark and serious and, you know, and you know, I'll admit that the dialogue is limited compared to two, which, you know, does make two feel a bit more schlocky, but,
1: and talking about being schlocky and limited, we have less than a minute. So just follow us
0: at Stone Age on all the things all the things. Or I could just say, and that wraps it all up. That's that uh both the up. movies. Pumpkinhead one and two fellas, so
1: you check know it out. check it out.
0: You can't catch me nowhere. I ain't gonna God, I really, nowhere. i really fucked up this episode of Tangents and I apologize. And it's okay. It's okay. We won't blame you. It's yeah, all keys fault not... for not being here. You know what? <laughs> Bolted doors and windows barred. God dog prowling in the yard won't protect you in your bed nothing will from pump